1: BLOB TALK RADIO
2: wow! oh, HAVING SO MUCH FUN, EVERYBODY Hello, everybody. Recruiting Animal here on May 30th, zero, twenty eighteen. 2018. I have a call today. Maybe you can tell. Anyway, let me get down to business. I was chatting on Twitter the other day with Bobby Sutton. Bob Sutton. He's the author of The No Asshole Rule. It's a book. Maybe you've heard of it. He's also a professor at Stanford University. So he's a big shot, right? He's smart. Anyway, he told me last week that it's well known, he says, that there's plenty of sexism in recruiting. Oh, that took me back, okay, aback. Anyway, that means, you know why? Because it means that people like you and me who are listening to this show are terribly, terribly biased. And you might say, no, I'm not, Bobby. But the people who make that accusation have a secret weapon to use against you. And this is it. It's called the implicit association test the implicit association test here's how it works a computer shows you good words and bad words happy is a good word sad is a bad word okay now then you're told that when you see a happy word you're supposed to press a button then it pairs up these happy words with other words and if you see a happy word paired with the phrase New York Yankees, and it takes you a fraction of a second longer to press the button than it does when you see it paired with Boston Red Sox, it means that you have a bias that you might not be aware of, but it's going to guide your actions in real life. Do you understand that, happy New York Yankees, if it takes you a split second Longer to press the Yankees than the Red Sox, man, that means you're prejudiced. But you know what? Not everybody believes it. Some people think it isn't fair to make a big accusation based on a couple of hundred milliseconds of inaction on a machine. And apparently, no one has tested if bias on the machine really turns into bias in everyday life. So, next time someone calls you a Yankee fan and you live in Boston, don't be filled with self-doubt. Don't be filled with shame, because you've got a good reason to deny it. Just deny everything, like we do, on Jerry, Jerry,
0: what show is The Recruiting
1: Animal
0: Thank you for letting me be a vital part of this show for now nearly 10 years.
2: Yeah. You know, just before we got on, he said, you know, I'm there with you, Animal, but I might be checking out for doing other things. That's not (laughs) the kind of help I need,
0: okay? Almost like I work for myself and have to provide for a family. Yeah, at lunchtime
2: once a week. At lunchtime once a week, you can't set aside some time, but you claim that you're making this a vital contribution. Let's put it to the side for now. Okay, we'll
0: argue off the air. We, not we everybody should.
2: likes us talking We should, it can get pretty, pretty heated. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I want to thank my sponsors as usual. Martin Snyder, the boss of PC Recruiter, Party. the Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software. Think about a Swiss Army Knife. It's got everything in it, okay? Nintran, Tran. not seat.
0: to think of tools of violence and death.
2: That's not a violent tool. It's like an eating tool. Oh, you're thinking of the can
0: opener? Camping tool. Yeah, and the screwdriver, right? And the so spoon and the, of the fork and the knife, right in the it's of it.
2: everything.
1: It's got the everything. machete anyway, blade.
2: Nintran, the COO of Hire I'm good. I'm getting used to Chul saying it the way he does. H i r e t u a l. Just in case you can't figure it out, it's a super duper sourcing tool. It's the super duper sourcing tool. And Nick Livingston, the CEO of honet H o n e. It the online interview technology it's wild. Jerry, before we get going, I do have a question yeah. for you. And any, anybody else on the line, all the lines are open. They can, they can, you know, shout in or get in on this. Do people where you live call a convenience store a bodega? Because I never heard that before. But now no. every writer in New York, what did you say? No. No, do they say? Oh, I was at the bodega.
0: I ask myself, what's a bodega? What's a bodega? And I look well, at, what a is convenience
2: one? Store. What?
0: Sounds like a sex parlor.
2: <laughs> you
0: know what? Huh? Sounds
2: like a sex parlor more than it sounds like a convenience store. But but yeah.
0: that's that's what's
2: coming. Pretty soon, you and me are going to be saying, you know, we went for a uh, a, a liter, <laughs> a, a quart of milk at the bodega, <laughs> at the bodega. Okay, uh, let's see if the guest is here. T Brad Kalinsky, is that how you say your name? Are you here? Did you show up?
1: Kylinski, correct, Adam. I'm here.
2: Okay, T. You like you like to be called T Bone, or what do people call you in your regular everyday life? Brad, just Brad. Well, we're gonna. What do you, what, what do you put T in your name for? Why is it T Brad Kalinsky?
1: The firstborn uh, male in the family always goes by the father's first name. My father's Thomas, so my mom liked Brad. So that's why it's oh Thomas boy. Brad. I I
2: yeah. think that's weird, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. It's caused
1: you. me headaches my entire life. So okay, uh, I might yeah, call you it's, T it's, on
2: the show because that's how I've been thinking about you, T. T. Okay, T Brad. Okay, so your uh, Twitter address, if someone wants to make fun of you, is B K I E L I N S K I. Okay, B Kylensky. and uh, you are the owner and boss of uh uh, an agency in Philadelphia that uh places IT people am i right
1: That's right I started seven almost seven and a half years ago and uh I'll tell you it's, it's something hey, else Hey hey can you but, pick um... it up
2: I I've got a cold I'm sick and I sound 10 times more lively than you do okay Mate you're on a show don't put people to sleep okay Let's Pep it up
1: Sounds good animal
2: Okay, you are also Jerry. Your question is, how many people do you have working for you? Jerry's asleep already. Okay, how many people? I know you got a bunch of them. How many? I'm not asleep already,
0: man. Yeah, so well, I, why I didn't have, you I ask have, him that three... question? Where were you? How come I'm asking it? You, you haven't said. Does anybody have any questions yet?
2: No, no. With you, sometimes, you know, you can, you know, add something without me having to uh, beg for it. T, I'm T, Brad,
0: That's what you pay me how many people for? in your
2: company? T, Brad, how many people in your company?
1: Yep, so I have four four uh, folks that uh, are sourcing, recruiting, screening, and then I have 32 contractors out uh, billing. So we do a mix of perm and, and contract.
0: Sweet. Okay, four people. This guy is you my new be... hero.
2: Uh-huh. Okay, yep. but you know what? On his website, it doesn't say it, it divides them into the research and and recruiter. It doesn't say everybody's doing sourcing and screening and recruiting, and that's the way you made it sound here. You just hired a guy named Cameron. I couldn't figure. I looked at his uh, LinkedIn profile. I don't know why did you hire him as as your sourcer? He's never done it before. So kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he's got a great. So he's got a great research background. He actually worked with another startup that all he was doing is researching companies. So I thought, hmm, this guy would be a great, uh, you know, lead generator for new business for talent mapping, understanding what technology stacks companies are working with to be able to not only attract leads, but also understand uh, the lay of the land, you know, what what kind of people these companies are are hiring from.
2: Okay, but if you ask for a good uh, programmer with a certain language, does he go out and bring you those people?
1: He does that too, but but we're we're more focused on the company than what most recruiters do, which are, you know, the keyword searching. So, talent mapping is something that we really have, at least in my opinion, a competitive advantage on where we understand
0: because
2: Hey, talk louder. What kind of phone are you on? you on your mobile?
1: Put your am, mouth yeah.
2: close, okay? You're not that loud. I don't think you're loud enough, okay? And I'm in a bad mood. Can't you tell? So don't I screw tell, around. Huh? Make yourself easy to hear. Add some melody to your voice so people aren't falling asleep. Okay, so talent mapping. What does that mean? You find a bunch of companies and you identify the people working there. That's all, isn't it?
1: No, so, so it's more than that. So when we – so it, seven and a half years, I, I've been in the business fifteen years. So it's identifying companies that hire really well and understanding what the technology stack is. So if it's a Microsoft shop, we need to understand, okay, are they working with SQL, C Sharp? Are they working with, you know, F Sharp? You know, what is it? And then going through, Cameron will go through those list of employees and profile them in our database. We use something called a signer. Which was founded by uh, one of the co-founders of Facebook. So we've been working with that for a like years now. What is it? What is it? You've Asana, got a database, and A-S- you're A-S- call, you call it a what? Called Asana. A S A N A. And that's oh, where we Santa, store all, all of the oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we store all of the employer information. That's where we store all of the candidate information. That's where we store all of our recs. So we're craft, okay, Jerry. Uh, you're, company, Jerry, you're in candidate. his
2: same business. Do you do the talent mapping, Jerry? It's like
0: the database, what? talent yeah.
2: mapping. Like he's bragging about it.
0: No, and no? a, it. I mean we all have our different ways of talking about what we do, but it's the same thing, yeah. Okay,
2: now you've also got you have a a, a community of three thousand members of IT people who live in the Philadelphia area. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, so that's how I really started my company. So I was working for two other agencies before running the business. And then I thought, why not add additional value by having events, workshops, and not just talking about jobs all the time, and actually meeting these people. And it created a a sense of, um, you know, community within the people who live and work in the Philadelphia region that have a tech-focused background. So we invite them to events, and, and, you know, these are free events. We get some FaceTime with clients. We get FaceTime with prospective candidates. And that's how I started my my business here. How many people will show up to uh, an event? So we, we'll invite the, the whole membership, and uh, if 100 people register, 40, 50 people will show up. Uh-huh. And who pays? We have sponsors. So we'll, we'll get, you know, and the sponsor, we'll get, you know, other tech companies to sponsor. Um, my company will, will throw up money, you know, so it really all depends. I mean, it's people who want access to... How do
2: you get, how do you get companies
1: to sponsor you? We've heard this before.
2: In fact, there's a woman... Uh, uh, I can't remember her, her name. It's an odd name. She's in London, and she she used to do this big time. H- how do you get p- companies to sponsor you? Because if it's only fifty people, it can't cost a ton of money. What do you say, what do you do? So call
1: up the yeah, CEO and so, say. so it's not say, just the it's not just the no no. So it's not it, it's some of our clients will sponsor other MSPs that we partner with to drive them new business will sponsor uh, people who own yeah, you know how do you centers, get them? data center. Who do
2: you call? What do you say? Okay, I say to I want to do, I want, let's say I want to do that. What do I do tomorrow? What, what would you advise me
1: to do, T? I'll call, I'll call it Animal. I'll say Animal. I, I, we're having an event. Uh, we have over 3,200 tech-focused members who live and work in the Philadelphia region from over 2,000 companies. If you want access to these people, we're having an event at a, a brand-new brewery that opened up in Malvern right outside of Philadelphia. Would you be interested in, in sponsoring? It costs anywhere between $500 to $1,000. And not only will you sponsor that event, you'll get access to, to our, our group and become a member uh, at no additional cost. And you could, you know, pitch your webinars, services, whatever you want.
2: Okay. You won't let me in unless I, unless I sponsor this event, or could I come anyway? If,
1: if you're a sales and marketing person, uh, you have to become a sponsor to join.
2: Okay. So I'm the CEO of a company, and if I want to get, be, get there, get in to meet these programmers, uh, I gotta join the or i got to sponsor throw in some money, right
1: you have to sponsor one event, correct
2: yeah, okay, but you know what it can't cost much money it's not as much as a fee. Why are you giving these potential you know clients? Why are you giving them access to your people
1: they're they're not competitors animal they're 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 folks that own data centers or they're a managed service provider they're looking for people who run i t departments for small medium sized businesses. They're not in the staffing and recruiting industry.
2: That's not what I mean. They're clients. You should make money for introducing those people to them, not not you know letting them pay for the drinks.
1: Animal, is anybody with typically... me on
2: this? Come on. Why all the silence?
1: We used to have a yeah, lively well, well, crowd the here. The, si- the reason for the silence is because let me, let me just tell you a bit further about how it is. So the people that attend these events, they could be job seekers. They could be consultants. But by no means have we ever placed any of those people. It's more so for it's entertaining our clients and, and, and for them to go out to meet, you know, new people. I mean it's it's more so general networking than than trying to get a candidate placed at, at one of these companies. That that's not what it is. I mean if Can, we're doing can, that, I, interject? I, that can I interject Yeah, go
0: ahead. I, I, I don't I can't figure it out. Here, here I'm gonna share with you, Animal, my frame of mind while I'm listening to this show. This guy has got thirty two consultants working keeping several recruiters busy, I'm not going to sit here and tell him how screwed up his approach is. I'm listening, I'm paying attention, and I'm going to think, hey, what can I do to change this or that about my desk and get where this guy is? But, no, you want to criticize this guy for not – for uh, it's ridiculous. That's so, what I'm um, saying. Jerry, it's ridiculous. So let me ask
2: a question. Does, uh, hey, hey, T, T, Brad, does this – extracurricular activity, this group you've got, this uh, uh, tech group, does that help your business in any way?
1: It does. I want to be doing it. So it helps entertain current clients. It helps generate new clients. Forget about the candidates, Animal. It has nothing to do with the candidates. Yes, they're there, but it's not a staffing and recruiting function. It's more of entertaining clients and new clients. Those relationships could develop. I can get a new job order that day. I can get a new job order seven years from now. That's what it's for. I, I
0: have a question. How do you get them to come? I mean, what is your approach to to getting yeah, them did,
2: there? Did you tune in late? Didn't we just do that role play, Kathy? He called me right, up and I said, did hey, didn't,
1: didn't you I, hear him do I it? Did... No, let me – I'll, I'll I'll, I'll so, so, yeah, so, Kathy, how we do it is we we find a place that's brand new or something that's that's not, you know, three, three years or younger that people haven't been to before. Oh, that's right. Okay, that I'm lo-
0: sorry. I heard that. I yeah, no, no, apologize. Well, and, and you
1: take that location. So that location itself okay. draws people. And then on top of that, it's, it's the whole idea of, you know, meeting like-minded folks, you know, that live and work. in we just did an event uh, a couple of weeks ago in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So meet the folks that live and work in the suburbs of Philadelphia versus the city of Philadelphia. So, that, so that's drawing people.
2: What about okay. King of
1: Prussia? I've been there. Actually, yeah, King of Prussia, is a great it's a great spot. King of Prussia, Conchahokin, Philadelphia. I mean they're all they're all central points okay. to to meet. Okay. Here's something else. I lived you off post- of Conchahaken to- and lived in Pennsylvania for forty years. I loved it. Do you know Mike Astringer? Have you networked with him? Yeah, yeah, I know Mike, yeah. I saw he was on the or heard that he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Show yeah.
0: just went down well. the tubes. Way to go, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. <laughs>
2: hey you put your you put profiles of your candidates without their names and without their pictures on your website does that does that work for you does that uh i notice you've got on one guy hired do people visit your website and actually scan through those candidate descriptions and and say t brad i want to hire this guy or i want to interview him
1: yeah so it's a mixed bag i mean we we definitely generate new business that way Uh, a lot of times it's a lot of time wasters calling wanting to interview that person but they don't want to pay a dime for it um so yeah it it, it definitely does work uh and it also showcases our ability to you know show who we have who we talk to what they're looking for versus oh this is just another staffing company and you know i have no idea what kind of people you're you're talking to hey
2: hey brad it says right on your website interviews for free okay (laughs) so if they want to interview somebody and not hire them you're saying you know come on
1: no, but they, they have to sign a contract to, to interview for free. You still have to sign a, a, an agreement with us to be able to interview that candidate because if you hired them without an agreement, what do you have? You have nothing. Okay. Okay.
2: So, but people, So like Jerry said, he wants to take something away. You're in the same business as him. He's impressed by your mm-hmm. success. Should he create a website and put profiles of some of his people on it? Would you advise him to do that? I've never seen it before.
1: So I, I don't know, Jerry, are you a solo recruiter or do you have a team of people?
0: Yeah, I've got an agency.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, listen, it definitely takes time. You know, if, if you are if you have a small team, uh, I recommend, you know, either hiring a contractor to do it, someone that's a big creative, or you do it yourself. I'll tell you, if you're trying to, you know, fill jobs and run an agency, uh, you're not going to be able to do it. It's just too much work uh, to be able to focus on that because there's a marketing element to it. Uh, because we also take those profiles and then proactively market them to uh, prospective clients. Um, but, yeah, no, it definitely does work, and um, if you do it the right way, uh, but it, it takes extra, extra time like anything else.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you actually post the salary that this person is looking for, and on Twitter you said, look, hey, you need more applicants? Posting salary information in your job ad will increase, increase your clicks 75%.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But listen, at, at the end of the day, Animal, uh, for at least Perm, posting job ads, in my opinion, is is almost uh, on the verge of a waste of time, um, you know, sifting through all the applicants, you know, and that's why I have a team in place to to target exactly what we're looking for um, versus relying on applicants. But I, but I will tell you, when we talk to the audience that we, as far as candidates, they want to see the job description, they want to see the benefits, they want to see the selling points. Versus just hey, I have this this you know open this great position with this growing team. Everyone says the same kind of crap, and uh, you know these people are Okay, aren't so it no,
2: but so do you send? So you know we can come back to this. But the job description, if you send it out, do you tell them you write the money right in there because you are endorsing this idea of being upfront with the money? It, that it's a big attraction for to tell people money right up front. Is that what you endorse? Doesn't sound like it now. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So we, we've had we've had specific positions where our client will say, "All right, we're looking in the eighty to hundred k range, but if you hire someone, that's great, send them over." Ultimately, we filled positions that same salary at a hundred eighty to two hundred thousand dollars. So we always tell people, "This is what they start with. This is what they're looking for," but it depends on the client. Some some that's specific, you know, it's eighty thousand one hundred twenty three dollars and seventy five cents. Others, it's it's give me the best people and we'll figure out a way to make it work. Okay. But you need to be upfront with the salary, and that works very well for for my team.
2: Okay, so next question I'm going to ask is is you know your first method of contact. I've gone off on a tangent about this stuff, but I wanted to know what you get out of these parties and about posting people on, on you know profiles on your on your website. But right now I'm going to do an ad for our good friends at PC Recruiter. You know I've told you many times that lots of people believe that recruiting is. Fragmented. You've got one recruiter placing IT people on contract, and you've got another person working in the hospitality industry. And, you know, some people say that they can't use the same software. One recruiting software is going to be good for these staffing guys in IT, and another kind of recruiting software is going to be better for hospitality. But i got to tell you something. That's not what they say at PC Recruiter. That's where they believe they stand apart. You know why? Because PC Recruiter is good for all kinds of recruiting, and all sizes of recruiting teams. And you know why? I'm going to tell you, I'm not even going to ask Michael G. Cox to chip, you know, to pipe it. Help me. Here's why. Because they're configurable. Their software is configurable. It's adaptable. They don't impose their ideas on you. You get to shape the software to work the way you want to work. And if you don't know how to configure it yourself, they've got a Fabulous support team to help you. Every guest on this show who uses PC Recru- Recruiter says that's true, okay? It doesn't matter if you're a solo recruiter working out of your mom's basement or if you're a member of a big team, big or small, they help them all. That's what PC Recruiter says, and here's what I say. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net First contact. How do you make it? Email, phone cold call, what do you do,
1: Brad? So, so we use email, we use InMail, we use Slack, we use text, we use phone. It's, it's a combination of, of all of it, and it's, you know, continuous follow-up, getting them at the right time, you know, pitching the right opportunity, you know, understanding. Uh, uh, uh,
2: look, you're being too vague, okay? What is the one you prefer? What do you use most? you want to get on the phone and call somebody up at work? Is that what you do most of the time?
1: No, I'll send them a quick message either on, on Slack or an email, see if they're online, and uh, that's how I use it. And then, and then from there, I get their phone number, and then we set up a call. We use You Can Book Me as a, as a tool on my end to set up a call, or uh-huh. I see when they're available, and, and we, have, we schedule a discussion. And then when I get their number, then it usually goes back into a text message back and forth until so we can have okay. that. Okay, so know, hold on. Let's discussion. take a
2: step back. Email is, sounds like your primary form of initial contact. Is that fair to say? 50-50. well what's the other 50? 50 email, what's the other 50? Slack, that's what you mentioned. Well, let's
1: let's call let's call 50% messaging. I I so I I I don't really use email as the number one, so it's a combination of messaging which is email, email and Slack. The other 50%. And is what's the call. other 50%? What's the phone other 50?
2: Call. So, you call people who don't expect you to call them at work. You make cold calls at work. Is that right?
1: No, I, I don't call them at work, no. I'll, I'll call them Never? on their personal mobile.
2: How do you have that? I don't
1: find a need to. I don't find a need to, I know, because they're giving me their phone number to call. Why would I call them at work when they're giving me their personal well, phone number? Uh, well,
2: no, if you're sourcing new candidates and you seem to prefer sourced, you know, passive candidates, that's what I gathered from yep. your writing, okay? You, yep. How do you have their phone numbers? You don't have that to start off with. Or, I mean, like their cell phone well, yeah, numbers, well, their personal. Was,
1: yeah, because if, if they book on the You Can Book Me tool, uh, they're giving us their email address and phone number when we have the discussion, okay. or they're sending us the, the phone number. Okay.
2: Uh, Jerry, can you help me here? Can somebody help me? I don't understand what he's saying. Can't you see I'm struggling? Okay. How do you get them to see your You Can Book Me? You're using a scheduling tool. You can book me. Some people use Calendly. How do you get the candidate to, to You Can Book Me?
1: Yeah, so I get what you're saying. So we, we send a message to them uh, asking okay. – uh, so, Yeah, or, or you do that
2: 50% of the time. What about the other 50%? You said you cold call them, but you, then you say, I call them at home. But that's not your initial contact. Your initial contact is the way you get them to you book me. How do you get them to you book me?
1: So our, our initial contact is 100% – or for the most part, 100% messaging. Okay. So it's sending then, them a Harry, message – which, are, yeah. are
0: you still awake? Jerry, are you still here? You yeah, I'm run still off awake. I, I'm sitting here scratching my head, Animal, at why you continue these stupid questions. This, this is guy not a does stupid question. He, he How do you get, Who knows you know whether it's email, maybe it's a text, maybe it's a phone call. Maybe you're on Facebook and somebody says, hey, I'm a software guy, and you send him a direct message there. Who knows? It's called give it a shot. Gosh, I... <laughs>
1: This jerry is the I, kind I completely of stuff, agree
0: you pursue these kind of topics it makes me want to hang up and get back to work
1: jerry i completely i've listened to four podcasts and now the next question to be what your subject line it's the same yeah kind of, I yeah, yeah i get why you're yeah listening. i get right. and then and he's people, gonna call people you from that, that's great but i can i can teach i, I can hopefully share hopefully people that are listening yeah. can take away something from this versus who the hell cares about my subject line i mean that's that's jv type and, of but can uh, i you know, can discussion? i
0: also add here animal i mean just for, just for the record okay when you're talking to agency folks you're wasting your time or at least you're wasting your listeners time always asking about how do you get candidate engagement we all know how to get candidates there's a million different ways what we really want to know is how do you get new customers Customers are what we all need, not candidates. As a matter of fact, this is malfeasance on your part, asking these stupid-ass questions about email, text, what percentage of text do you get back? You're wasting this guy's time. You're wasting my time. Yeah,
2: I don't think so. Yeah. I've never heard it. Look, I've never heard one person yet ever say that they make their initial contact with candidates through Slack. I, I've never heard of it. Okay, great. So that's cool. something. That's something that needs exploring. But not according to you. Okay, so let's switch topics. I don't need
0: to know how to get candidates. And if you need to know how to get candidates, you're in the wrong business. Okay. No, Why well, everybody? There could, people, there could be people on the line that don't know how to get candidates and work for an, as an inside corporate recruiter and want to know how he engages talent. Hey. Okay. Yeah,
2: this is the most important. Yeah. And they've way. listened Shut to this up.
0: show for 10 years and they hear the same questions. Yeah. So, yeah. so the it's same. for the okay, let's, one let's brand, brand new because listener that you're getting every couple of months that's some corporate recruiter, here you go. Go ahead, okay.
2: Animal. Yeah, enough of your Back complaining, you. okay? Enough complaining. Let's you. switch gears then. Okay, you told us, T. Brad, that you have these parties and... Uh, you, uh, you didn't say that you hire models to talk up the, the clients, but yeah, I've been to parties like that. Uh, but anyway, so is that the major way you get new clients or is there another way you do business development? That's what Jerry wants to know. How do yeah, you do so, business, so new business
1: development? It, it is it is from, it's from the workshop, it's from the events. Quite frankly, it's giving back to the community is how you get new new clients. I'm not saying just living online. I see a lot of recruiters, they live just online. They never actually attend Tech-related events. I'm not saying sponsor, but you know, create, you know, give back in some kind of capacity. We just started supporting <laughs> Code Kids, which which helps youth uh, uh, in Philadelphia that live in uh, impoverished areas, um, ages five through 18. You know, helping to code, and just doing that, I will tell you, it was driven in and it, it was a byproduct, but just it drove in new business, new candidates. You know, now they want to talk to us where we've been trying to target them for the last five years. They see that. And now, oh, they think, oh, this, this is – they're not just another recruitment agency trying to, uh, you know, make a buck off me. Okay. So,
0: so, so with the giving see.
1: back factor, it's, it's the attending uh-huh. – uh, hosting events, attending events. That's why I would say, you know, creating those relationships, you know, in a deeper sense than just call, email, text, and all these things that yeah. you're talking okay. about. Okay. What
2: percentage – what percentage of your business comes through these events?
1: I would say 30% of my all of my business in the past seven and a half years has come from an event that I've hosted.
2: Okay, what about the other 70%? How do you how do you get that
1: business? It's it's a mixture. Of, it's a through. mix of referrals. Yeah, so it's a mix of referrals and these uh, profiles that we do. Um, that's it. I mean, I don't have a sales team. You know, my 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 recruiters here, they're not doing account or they're they're not you know new business developers. They're strictly here to produce talent. And deliver that talent. They work directly with the client and the candidate. I'm here just as you know, making sure they sign the agreement, all the legal stuff's in. I'm making sure that the, the clients are paying on time and you know, doing a lot of the the back office operation. Um, but, Brad, you know, it's, Brad, it's, it's,
2: look, Brad, let's let's end our combative relationship now. I know you took Jerry's side against me, but I'm willing to overlook that. Okay? Didn't you say so Jerry's side? <laughs> yeah, you did. He did. Now,
0: didn't you say yeah, ten or fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes? It wasn't hard didn't to do. It's not like it was a yeah. risky yeah.
2: choice. Kathy, Car- Car- Kathy stood by me. Okay, so hold on a second. Didn't you say Don't fifteen minutes ago? Didn't you say that those same people that you paste on your their profiles, who you put on your uh, website, didn't you say that you also market them like uh, to to companies? It sounded like you're making cold calls to hiring managers, saying, "I've got this kind of person." You know, you think you'd like to see them? Uh, are you doing that, or was that you know? Did I misunderstand?
1: No, it's okay. It, it's it, it's less cold calling, you know, because at some point we have a relationship because they're either we're flipping them from a candidate to a hiring manager. Now we have their email. We're sending, hey, we know that you know you hired Ruby on Rails folks. You know, here are four people that we just worked with. Here are some sample profiles. Do you have any interest in talking to any of these people? It's a great way to to develop you know a, a new client you know and, and and get them to sign the contract. Now you have that opportunity plus they, they could have ten more you know waiting in the wings for you.
2: Okay, so you're sending out those profiles through an email list. Is that what you're saying to me now?
1: It's not an email list. It's, so so we don't do mass emailing. Everything's personalized. Uh, you know, so it's it's very it, and this goes back to talent mapping. Understanding what technology stats these companies are using. Understanding who are the hiring managers and then sending those confidential profiles to, to those folks in the hiring capacity. So it could either be the hiring capacity or it could be another software engineer that they themselves, they say, hey, I, I need to hire, we need help hiring, and they see these profiles, and then they refer our profiles over to the hiring manager. And then, you know, the hiring manager contacts us, the owner of the company, depending on the size of the company, contacts us, someone in talent acquisition contacts us to learn more. That's, that's how it, it starts, if we're being proactive. Okay. And, uh, so now I, pro- understand,
2: now I understand what Cameron is a researcher. He's giving you, like you said, but I didn't understand fully, he's giving you the basis for your uh, marketing campaigns. That's what he's doing. Correct. And what, what I usually ask is when you're sending out an email to uh, a candidate, a cold email, do you do a lot of research? You know, some people, if you read their articles, they do 20 minutes of research on, uh, uh, you know, somebody they want to call to see if they've got a blog, and then, you know, in the subject line, they put something, I like camping, I see you like it too, something like that, right? And then they try to, you know, build some rapport by some common activities that they have or or likes. So you're not doing that with the candidates, but you are doing it on a technical level with the potential um, hiring managers that you want to work with. You're putting a lot of effort into qualifying those, pre-qualifying those people, identifying what they're going to be interested in. Am I right about that, yes or no?
1: Yep, so we do on both the candidate side and the client side. So that's why we have a research analyst to be able to feed that information to me and the team to understand, you know, what makes the most sense. You know, do they raise oh, a certain okay. amount of money for hiring? Uh-huh. And, and then we get that information, we get the articles, we read through them. Then we say, okay, is this a company that we're going to be able to, to work with or – I talk to other my friends that own agencies in Philadelphia, you know, learn more about it, um, and, and just a whole bunch of research. Probably, we probably spend, I would say, 30 to 45 minutes before we even make a contact, you know, out to a new client, you know, to pitch them. You know, so we're not working with VMSs. We're not working with anyone that has a job to give us. It's very specific and selective because keep in mind, Arnold, we also we are focused in a specific geography. So we need places to recruit from and recruit to, so we can't work with every single company. Uh, nor nor would it be a fit for us to do so.
2: Mhm. Okay. So in these emails, Jerry's going to you know, he can complain. The emails to the business people you want to work with,
1: what goes in the subject line? Uh, congrats on congrats on the $15 million Series A rounds. And then that's and then I'll put the subject line, "Hey, I I see you work with someone who I know. I'll I'll drop a name." And then uh, I'll, I'll send, okay, this is what we do. Here's who we work with. And it's usually, if it's a startup, you know, I'll mention similar startups in a specific industry similar to theirs or a specific location and give some examples of here are some recent hires that we've made. Uh, and, you know, here are some profiles of people that are on the market. You know, if you're interested, let's set up a fifty minute call to see if it's You know what? i, I got to tell way.
2: you, I think this is good info. This is the kind of granular Info that someone who was sitting beside you while you were working would find out, and they have no other way to know it. So you can you can say, I'm wrong, I'm misguided, but I don't think so. The problem hold is it to me 15 minutes, yeah, took me 15 minutes to get out it out of you.
0: What? You finally ask hey. him about getting customers, and he he's yeah. got some great info, and now you're satisfied with it. That's uh-huh. what I was telling you to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, what do you everybody. Mean, yeah, right. Time for me 100%. to do an ad.
0: Okay. I'm right, you're wrong. I win, you lose. Yeah. Again. Time for me
2: to do an ad, everybody. For but
0: Elder, admit that I was right.
2: I think you're 100% wrong. You just made it harder for me to get the information I was asking. Oh, no, okay.
0: man. He. <laughs> you're finally talking about customers and new business and new managers and connecting. Yeah.
2: Uh huh, uh huh.
0: And, and we're talking, we're talking about email. We're talking about email. We're talking about email about the amount of research and it wasn't you do. Information of about emailing a candidate.
2: Yeah. Okay, Jerry. Was please it? let me get to the ad. Let me get to the ad. Wait. I want some
0: coffee. I may not be
2: here for the rest of this show.
0: Oh, Jerry, hang in there.
2: Okay. Hey, everybody. Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I'm sure you've heard of it. And one of the great things about Hire Tool, recruiters love it because it reveals contact info. It gives you people's email addresses. It gives you their phone numbers, both at work and at home. And you can check that out for free. If you go to HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, you can get their Chrome extension and use it on LinkedIn and a number of other sites, okay, because it's really important to get that contact information. I don't care what anybody says, whether it's T. Brad or Jerry, it's important to get that information it's not really easy to get and that's what they're great at but that's not everything they do they are a fully uh, super duper sourcing tool that's what i like to say about them you go to the site now i know that t brad the guest today he's really into boolean ser- boolean searches he-, he tells you on some of his articles how to write boolean strings I don't know if I'm ever going to figure that out myself. Maybe I'm not smart. Maybe I'm just too impatient, okay? But if you go to Tools website, you just put in normal English, and they create the string for you, and they search a million sites for you, like LinkedIn, Facebook, GitHub. And they give you a, a list of people ranked from the people who fit your job description most closely to those who don't. They guess the salary of the people, what they think they're going to be earning now. They guess, you know, who's going to be most ready to make a move based on a bunch of different factors. And then you can go and make your calls. You've got the contact information right there. Okay? So please, check them out. HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Back to T. Brad. T. Brad, what's
1: your favorite Chrome extensions? So we use uh, contact out here. Um, what else do we use? Uh, I I personally don't use a lot of these. My my team uses a a lot of extensions, but um, I know Contact out is a big thing they keep on talking about and uh, uh-huh. and using. So that's probably yeah. the number one tool. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
2: So this is what you have to stress. The competition. I just did an ad for Hire tool. You're saying you're proud of using Contact out. Will you tell your team to try? Tool okay, The super duper source. No, 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 I, an animal. I, I will tell you, I
1: will tell you, we love HireTroll because um, we, we just had a, a hang on, that's why I was a little bit late here. And uh, that is a tool that, that we use, um, but I, I didn't realize that it was an extension, quite frankly, because again, I'm not they have uh, an extension. Not, yeah. Well, not it's,
2: it. it's, more, it's more than just, just finding it, you're right, it's more than just finding out contact information, it's a, it's a 360 sourcing tool.
1: Anyway, uh, so, you know... Well, know. here are some other tools, here are some other tools, if you don't mind, that maybe some, no, some folks can learn from. Go ahead. So, so, we use, this is a minimal tool on Twitter, um, it's called Follower Wonk, it's, it's, a, it's an easy way to search profiles, uh, again, Follower Wonk, we use, um, like I mentioned, Slack, there's another tool called Hireables, um, What is okay? So, you said
2: Follower Wonk, Follower Wonk, You're using that to what? Research the people that you're going to contact. Is that what you're saying?
1: On Twitter, so so you're able to search easily search people on Twitter, uh, on Followerwonk without any issue. Um, And we use howlin' Show. We do use that. Uh, We also use Slack. So so there's there's a Philly Dev Slack channel. There's probably a couple thousand uh, you know engineers, developers, you know uh, technical folks there that. Is it a about. Spe- specific Slack group that you're using? Slack channel. Yeah, Slack channel. So, so there's Philly startup leaders. These are 3,000 plus entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, tech co-founders, uh-huh. founders. Uh, so uh-huh. so I, I get my business, again, participating in groups like that. That's where uh-huh. I generate, you know, a good amount of my business. Uh, I follow those companies. You know, I, I, I attend, you know, investment groups, you know, so looking at investment opportunities, you know, from an investment perspective, you know, whether it's an angel or, or just private raise, understand you know, that process. So I think that's helpful for recruiters to understand if you're working with startups, to understand how that works and create that relationship early. So when they need to hire 20-some people, they get, you know, $20 million funding, they're going to think of you because, you know, you were there, you know, before they even got a penny. Um, so there's a lot of that, um, and, and again, that's showing the right Slack channels. Uh, we use Hireables. That's another good one. We use Recruitem. Recruitem is a is a good one. I don't know if any anyone here uses that. Uh, Tell us but that's what Recruitem does. What
2: does Recruitem do for you? Recruitem. Yeah, so, so, it so it it's with? an
1: easy it's an easy way, you know, to to search uh, LinkedIn profiles uh, outside of outside of LinkedIn. So folks that aren't that great with Boolean searches. Yeah. Um, it makes it very simple, and, and it takes you outside, it's basically an X-ray search. It takes you out of you know LinkedIn's uh, ecosystem that becomes that, that can be restrictive. To uh, how much does it to, cost to you? you right
2: what output. does it cost you? Do you? Can you say it's
1: free? We we, we we rarely pay for any tool here. It's free. Okay, you're cheap. You're cheap. Hey, animal. I have recruiters that cheap. Yeah, no, I'm not cheap. I want. I'm looking for animal. Profit.
0: Quick quick question. Uh, if I yeah. have to leave a little early, do I still get paid for the full show?
2: Yeah, even though you spent most of it ridiculing me and denigrating everything I do, okay? Yeah,
0: sure you do. Trying to help you stay focused is not ridiculing. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. The strongest of men can take a little input.
2: You're still here after all these years, aren't you? See ya. Dab me in the back after every show? Sure. During the show? Okay. Thank you. Go to hell.
1: See you, Jerry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There was another one you said, hireable. You're using that? What's that?
1: Yeah, hireable is a, a, another good one that, that we've we've used um, just just over the years, and and that one is is really tied to GitHub. You know, so again for for folks, and I think they just changed the ability. I think now you need to to pay for it, and then it got a little bit deeper. But um, it, it's for folks that cannot navigate or are not aware of how to navigate GitHub. Uh, hireable helps you do that pretty easily. And it's
2: hireable. H-I-R-E-A-B-L-E. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Now look, you agreed with Jerry that you know you listen to you told you told me uh, you listen animal I listened to four of your shows. It's the same crap they ask all the time. It's not important stuff. Okay. So look, there's 15 minutes left. You tell me what you think is worth talking about. I, I want a guest who who can lead the show and and teach us things. He's got ideas of his own. I'm not against it. I'm not so proud. But first, I'm going to do an ad, okay? H-O-N-E-I-T, hone it is the phone interview technology that you want. Here's how it works. The candidate and recruiter dial into the interview, just as they would make an ordinary phone call. It's very easy. They have the regular interview, only here's the thing. It's recorded, so you have an audio recording. It doesn't matter if you don't hear everything, if you can't type fast enough. You don't have to worry about that because it's all recorded, and then it's automatically turned into a transcript. So you don't even have to listen. You can read it, and you can search it for keywords, right? And then if you've got some very important questions, when you're talking to the candidate, you come to one of those questions, you press a button. When you start talking about the topic that you're interested in, when you're finished talking about it, you press another button. It separates that conversation as a separate clip. So when you want to send something to other members of the hiring committee or the hiring manager, you've got all the key stuff. You don't have to wade through everything. It's just right there. And uh, you don't have to, these guys don't have to talk to the candidate and ask the same questions again and again, because you're delivering them all the information. You don't miss anything. And you've even got it chopped up into the highlights, the money quotes as well there for you. Okay? So, That's the stuff. It makes it easy to do, easy to interview, and it's easy to deliver the goods. H-O-N-E-I-T, thank you. And back to uh, our guest, T. Brad, the show is yours. You're going to lead it, although let me tell you, if you go way off track, if you're more boring than I am, I'm going to tell you. Okay, what should we talk about? What do you think is important?
1: No, it's all good. And and, and Kathy mentioned, I mean, maybe there are some people that want to know how to accept Don't back off now! I'm no, giving no, I'm, you I'm your gonna, chance. Gonna, you I'm told gonna, us so.
2: what you think. All you right, listen so. to the show. I ask a waste of you know, my time on these contact questions. Go ahead. Talk about something else. Come on. Fan right, out. So
1: let's, so, so, let's, so let's talk about agreements. I see, I see on, on these Facebook groups a lot of people have issues with the terms and conditions, late payment, collecting payment. Um, the, the importance of having a solid agreement in place that talks about the fee structure, talks about the credit guarantee, talks about if they don't pay on time. There should be some, some kind of word in there, a phrase that states that there is no you know, guarantee if, if they're not paying on time. And if they're late on payment, there should be an additional cost because of that. I find a lot of people, uh, other, other recruiters... Hold on. So, a, well, let's, so
2: let's, talk, let's, let's yeah. talk, first of all, with the fee agreement. Do you tell them up front, and this is something Jerry's always interested in, he's going to miss. Do you tell them up front, look, if I bring you a candidate, you can't tell me, oh, you know, this guy's already in our database. If I bring yeah, you so, a candidate – so we have a
1: clause in the agreement, right. We have a clause in the agreement that states there needs to be two-way prior communication in a certain period of time. We go in with 30 days. Sometimes the clients will kick back and say, no, we want, you know, three months or so worth of time. Um, but that needs to be in there because we have – and it's been put in, uh, I would say, in the past two years because people will say, oh, no, I sent them a LinkedIn message. Or, no, I sent an email. That's not your candidate. There needs to be two-way prior communication, and we need evidence of that. And then, and then if there is evidence, okay, it's your candidate for that period of time. If it's not, it's our candidate. You have sent our candidate.
2: So you tell them, if you haven't spoken to this person in the last 30 days, it's our candidate. That's what you. That's, the, that's the way you word it, right? And is it 30 Correct. days generally for you?
1: 30 days. And, and listen, there's some negotiation there. But listen, there's always give and take. If they need more than that, then we're going to ask for something else in return. But... But I find that like a what? lot of recruiters – Like
2: what? Like what?
1: Quicker payment terms. Quicker payment terms. There's always what are quicker your payment terms?
2: terms? What are your payment 30
1: terms? 30 days. 30 days from the start And, and so, hold on. Term.
2: So if they send it to you after 35 days, do you say your guarantee is void?
1: Guarantee is void, and then on top of that, they're getting charged 6% uh, on top – every five days they're late, they're getting charged another 6% on top of the fee.
2: And they they accept that? they lose the guarantee just for being a week late? We,
1: we've, we, we've never had anyone not pay on time because of it. Wow. Wow. And what so is your guarantee? That's, that's something that's, so the guarantee is 90 days, uh, and it's based on um, termination. Uh, and it, so, so it's based on just solely termination, not elimination of the position. You have to be very specific. Uh, because it gets there's a gray area, and, and you have to think about all these things. You have to think about what if, and, and it's sometimes it, it gets crazy. What if the person you know gets sick? What if they pass away? What if something happens to their family and they can no longer work? Maybe their child gets sick and they need to leave. I mean, you really need to think about all these scenarios and put them in the contract. So when the time comes, they can come back and say, oh, this person's no longer here. Now give me your money back, or give me a replacement." And you also have to address animal. A lot of times, clients, uh, hiring managers, will do this. They they realize when they hire the person, they need another skill set, and then they'll say, Oh, that person didn't have everything we needed. Oh, and and then the, the new rec comes in. Now it's a whole new job. You have to you know think ahead of that and, and put that in the agreement because uh, that's not acceptable. okay. What do you
2: mean? So hold on a second. So first off, you give them a guarantee. If they fire the person, uh, then you'll honor you'll replace him It sounds like. But if the person poor quits for any reason,
1: what? Only for poor what? performance.
2: Okay, for poor performance. But if and
1: if the person quits,
2: you won't give them a guarantee. You won't honor your guarantee. Is that what you're saying? Yes
1: or no? Uh, it, it depends. So it's yes. We we will we won't if that's part of the negotiation piece. If they need that, we put those additional terms on top of that. Like, for example, if the person resigns, right? Yeah, it can't be they're resigning because you're punching them in the face every two seconds. That's not our problem. That's that's your problem. Uh-huh. You're treating our candidate like uh, like some kind of. Uh, How do you, you know, word maniac. that?
2: How do you word that? You know, if they leave because you punch them in the face or you abuse them, then we're not we're not covering the guarantee. What do you actually say?
1: So it's resignation based on um, you know their their inability to to perform. So so that is a reason. So it's so it's before they're getting terminated but they know that it's not a right fit for them, so they leave. So it can't be resignation because they're treated ill or it's resignation because they pitched the position, and when they got there, it's not really what was said. I mean, we've had issues with that in the past where they're trying to oversell the position, and R. Kennedy gets in on site there first week, and they're saying all the stuff they told me is not even true, and then they resign.
2: Okay, so if these guys, like you said, they ask, for, they ask you to fill a job with the wrong skill sets, or, or or something changes, and all of a sudden they need something different, and, and so they're putting this person into really a different job than he or she accepted, you actually go back to them and say, you know, you talk to the candidate and you say, this is the reason, this is the problem, I'm not honoring the guarantee. Have you ever had to do that?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a handful of times, then it becomes a legal issue, unfortunately. And I win every single time in court because... The signed agreement states exactly what. Yeah, what but I just that's mentioned. your
2: last dealing with that company as well. You're willing to burn these bridges if you have to. It sounds like, right?
1: Animal, listen. If a company is going to act like that, then I don't want them as a client. They become a source to to recruit from. I hate to say it. It's not. It, it's the, It's the, very much the minority, but it does happen. And as a recruiter, you you spend all of this time doing all this work, and especially as a contingent recruiter. These companies will will just just like just like you know they'll they'll say oh this one of the next recruiter we'll find someone else to do it. It's the same way the agency recruiter on a contingent basis needs to protect themselves, and that's the only way to do it. You can't continue to get you know bombarded by these companies that want to take advantage of you. Okay, so
2: if these jerky hiring managers. Something changes in their company and they lose a a contract and they have to do something else. In the meantime, they've hired your person. They'll try to pull something over on you. You won't accept it. Or they're just not thinking clearly, and they give you a job description that really doesn't encompass everything they need, and they hire the person anyway. You're not going to put up with that. That's what you're telling me. And, uh, wow, I'm impressed.
1: You're tough. In other cases, cases, what what happens is that, they're lying about the opportunity. So when the candidate gets in, they're really good. They're excited, and they get in and they realize that all this stuff, you know, that they didn't talk about now has emerged, and it, it's an absolute nightmare to work there. Uh, or they're treated poorly. Uh, you know, again, th- these are – that's their problem because they didn't make – you know, we weren't – they weren't transparent about it. We, we spent, you know, three, four weeks, you know, interview finding people. That's a month's worth of work, and now they want their money back because it's something. And do they that ever they, take you to court?
2: Do they ever take you to court and say, "Look, uh, this recruiter"? No,
1: I take them to know, court.
2: No, but let's say somebody leaves, a candidate leaves, oh, no, and no. they said, and the candidate says, "Look, Brad, you know, they hired me for one job, they gave me another, and they knew they knew what they were doing. They made it sound, you know, better than it really was." And so you say, look, I'm not going to replace. I did this work. I'm not going to do two searches because it was your fault. It wasn't mine. And so do they come? Does anyone ever say, okay, I'm taking you to court to get my feedback? Does that ever happen? No, because
1: because it's happened before the 30 days typically. Uh, So they'll just keep the money, and then that's when I have to say, well, you have to honor the agreement. The agreement states this is exactly what's going to happen here. Okay. And now every month you don't pay or every five days you don't pay, you're just going to collect. And then there's there's attorney fees you're going to have to, you know, I mean, it, it gets very expensive. And listen, this is, I don't want to sound like I'm this maniac uh, agency owner. This has happened five times in my entire career. Um, the most part, no issues whatsoever.
2: So how did you know how to make this uh, this contract? You got a lawyer and, and uh, discussed yeah. the whole business with the lawyer? Is
1: that what happened? Fifth, 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 yeah, the lawyer fit in. 15 years of, uh, of running into these scenarios and I'm sure I'll run into the next 15 years, run into more scenarios where you just need to always update that agreement. And, and I even made the mistake of, you know, going back to clients every we sign an agreement, make sure that they sign a new agreement. I know it's, it's a headache, but to protect yourself, I can't tell you not doing that. It's going to really, uh, you know, affect okay, your longer term Okay, so, your so, so you
2: you keep up you keep updating your agreement, and every time you update it and you work with some, so every time you work with someone, you make them re-sign. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it needs to be a drastic change though, and and it, and it typically is around. Um, it's always around the the uh, the guarantee. You know, that's that's everything else. The payment terms stay the same. You know, the, the late payment stays the same. The fee stays the same for the most part. I and mean, we have some clients uh-huh. that, that actually raised so our fee. what is the
2: guarantee? What is the guarantee?
1: 90 days. 90 days. For a for permit, it's 90 days, 90 from, days what? from the start date.
2: 90 days what? You give the money back?
1: No, no, no. It, it's just based on termination, lack of performance. Poor performance, and, and we'll give a credit uh, for to, to replace that exact position. That's the other piece you need to say. You, you need to have, it needs to be a direct replacement. Because you can't add additional things in there, um, and, and and the other thing is it needs to be in a certain window of time. We've had certain companies will just delay, delay, delay because they don't really need that person anymore, and then they'll say, uh-huh. "Well, six months has gone by, you haven't delivered anybody." Where we've sent fifteen people, ten people, and they just want—they're—they're they're, they're playing a game. So, so again, those are things you just need to you know, in, in, you know inject in that agreement. So, so okay, you're, so but you're, if you uh, if you've
2: done a search, if you've done a search and for some reason the person didn't work out, and it's a legitimate claim on the guarantee, why can't they transfer uh, that guarantee to a, different, a diff- different search? Well, They can? Yeah, we,
1: we offer a credit. Yeah, a credit. Yeah, we, we offer a credit.
2: It's a credit they can transfer to, to anything. Okay. And is there, exactly. are there any other mechanics like this that you think are important that the agency owners should
1: know? Because it sounds like this is really important to you. Yeah, no, the, I mean, the agreements are the big thing. And, and the other thing is just setting expectations, you know, having, you know, talking about just these scenarios that run through and be upfront and transparent about it. I'm not trying to hide anything about the agreement. They read it. But once once you get engaged, you know, create that relationship from the get go. Spend 30, 45 minutes on, and we, we use Uber Conference. We record every kickoff call with a new client. My team gets on, you know, they last 45 minutes. We understand. You know everything about them, but outside of that, it's important to say, listen. You know these interviews. You can't have five, six, seven rounds of interviews or feedback. We don't hear from you from a week. The candidates they're they're, they're not engaged. They're they're going to get you know offered something else and they're going to take it. That's the other piece because time kills all deals in this business, and uh, it's just uh-huh. making sure that that you know that relationship up front is. Uh, so is that in bus. the
2: contract as well? That look, if you have to report, uh, give me feedback within 48 hours or 24 hours.
1: No, so so we haven't gone that far. Um and, and I and I've heard from other other folks you have on the show, they 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 will say twenty four, forty-eight hours. That's more of a, a gentleman's agreement or agreement between whoever you're working with to say, listen, this is what the expectation is and this is what will happen if if we start going outside of that range, we'll start losing candidates. And if you want to test me on it, let's try it. And after forty eight hours we don't get feedback and you ask for that candidate. We just had three examples of this yesterday where they uh, went to make uh-huh. three offers, three perm hi- hires, and all three candidates, they waited too long and they accepted something else. Oh.
2: Okay. it sounds $60,000 gone. You, know, you said this is a gentleman's agreement. It sounds like the people you're dealing with are not gentlemen. That's why you need such a, a strict contract. Am I right about that?
1: They're not gentlemen. They're I'm going in. I'm going in hoping they're they're gentlemen and um, a nice gentleman we're dealing with. But at the end of the day, business is business, and if you don't have a, a solid agreement signed, it all comes down to the agreement, no matter how great that person is, because they'll take advantage of you. And then they'll, you know, the same thing, you know, I, I've tried to have a gentleman discussion before with someone. Well, I know our agreement is, you know, weak in that area, but, you know, this is what happened. You know, so we had a client that put our candidate on another on another site with one of their clients. And I said, this wasn't even known. And then there was no work there. They wanted a refund because the guy left. He said, this is what I wanted. And I said, well, that's not what we said, you know, as far as on, on the call. And they, they said, well, our, our agreement says this. So, so that's where I learned to put it in the agreement, make sure they sign it. And then, you know, you, you, get, you come back to it every single time. And if, you have to, if you have to go to court, the judge is going to lean with what the agreement says every single time. What,
2: what signing tool do you use?
1: So we use DocuSign.
2: DocuSign, and you're happy with that?
1: Yeah, we've used DocuSign, HelloSign. You know, it's kind of all the same. Sometimes we'll go old school and send a PDF. Um, but they, they, they can open it in DocuSign or HelloSign um, just as easy. Uh huh.
2: Okay, that's pretty easy. What are your final words? We're at the end of the show. For all the complaining, it went pretty fast, in my humble opinion. In fact, we didn't no, get to all the questions. questions. All those dumb questions, no, no, I, I can bring you back and the ask them, the ones you didn't want me to ask. Is there anything else no. that you want me to say, that you want to say to the world before, uh, before
1: we, we let you go? No, I think it's a good show. You know, I, I love I love the combative nature of it at times, and hopefully, you know. You told us to re-
2: you didn't like it. You said I listened <laughs> to four podcasts. They were all crap. And then Jerry said, yeah, he's right.
1: Okay, look. I know. You said some last <laughs> words. So I was hoping next show I can listen to, to some folks, you know, talk about, you know, outside of subject lines and emails, just learn a little bit more about their business. That would be look, helpful. look, call you know, in. Help me. Evening,
0: help so. me.
2: I beg for help. I will. I beg for help. All the geniuses who call in, call in and help me, okay? You don't have to. Thanks so much. Okay, T.
1: Brad.
2: Should I spell your last name? Kalinski. <laughs> Kalinski. <Kalinsky>. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was okay. Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just
1: same old thing.
0: As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm gonna now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not gonna do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. Uh, I'm here, Jerry. Andy, what do you think of the show today? I missed it. I was uh, involved in uh, trench warfare.
1: Man, I got to tell you, I'm.
0: Hey, you Animal, know. mute the person that's doing the beeping. Okay, area code
2: 203. I'm off now. I'm going to have some lunch.
0: What are you going to no. have? Don't you worry about that. Just handle your Hey, shop. I'm not worried about it. I was seeing if you were interesting. Andy Gregor, I'm sorry to have Yeah, you. no, uh,
1: no problem. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, we have to take care of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, uh, you know, man, I. I, I I'm sure the guy is a nice guy uh, as a guest. I'm 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 just going to say it was it was kind of on the plainer side of vanilla pretty much. <laughs> I mean it really was. I mean I I just uh it was I don't I don't remember a show being more uh, you know, Wah wah I mean it's just, you know, it's just kind of I'm I'm indifferent. The